Welcome everybody to this episode of Insights to the Nations. We're grateful for this opportunity to do it. We've skipped a couple of little lessons just because it's been so chaotic here at the Insign home. We repainted the whole inside of our house and Allison's got some cold and and Luke is being wacky. <laughs> anyway, we're glad to have it back. No, I'm not starting over. Um, uh, today we have been discussing and we're, we'll talk about this first lesson, which is um, Alma 36 through 38. It's the July 20th to the 26th um, lesson. So everybody knows um, there's no doubt that the world is in turmoil with the pandemic, with the uh, political bickering, with the race riots and the pleading for more equitable and peaceful treatment. We're living in a time of wickedness and tribulation. Rather than being cynical or simply becoming discouraged about the state of the world, I would like to gather together my family and I'd like to let them know about the things pertaining unto righteousness. My dear family, what? I can truly testify that there is no other way or means whereby man can be saved. Only in and of through Jesus Christ, behold, he is the word of truth and righteousness. I want you to know that deep in your heart, and you'll always be able to withstand the wickedness around you. Now, let's get on to the lesson. Uh, Alma, who we know as Alma the Younger, he has quit being the president of the Nephite nation, and he's taken his call of the prophet to heart, and he went about preaching. He went to Zarahemla, he went to Gideon, he went to Melech, he went to a place called Ammonihah, where he met his companion Amulek, and they had a lot of interesting things to do there. He was reunited with his buddies, the sons of Mosiah, and he heard all about their adventures. Alma contended with Korahor, the Antichrist, and then he went over to a place uh, where the Zoramites were with their Ramiumptum, and he set them straight. But he's older now. It's been about 30 years since he has had his life-changing vision, you know, with the angel. He knows that he doesn't have long on the earth, so he says this in Alma, chapter 36, being grieved, actually it's the end of 35, being grieved for the iniquity of his people, yea, for the wars and the bloodsheds and the contentions which were among them. Sounds like today, right? Right. Um, and seeing that the hearts of the people began to wax hard and that they began to be offended because of the strictness of the word. Right. His heart was exceedingly sorrowful. So at that time when the world was full of wickedness and tribulation, he wanted to tell his family what the most important thing to know. So he spent the next bunch of chapters talking to his sons, first Helaman and then Shiblon. And then next week we'll study about what he said to Corianton. So well, let's start off. Maya wanted to talk about how Alma the Younger went through his repentance process. Maya? Um, so my topic is I can be born of God as I am humble and repent. What I learned from Alma was that even if you're bad, you can change and be born of God. While I was reading Alma 36, which is, which says, 
But behold, my limbs did receive their strength again, and I stood upon my feet and did manifest unto the people that I had been born of God. Um, I wrote down the kinds of things Alma did before he was born of God and after. Um, some of the things I said was that he was mean and he was stealing stuff and he was doing very bad stuff. And then after he repented, he he um, he started believing in the church and he was sorry and he said sorry to all the th bad things he did and he preached and he was very kind. Um, so if we want to be born of God, we should be doing things on the right side. Just like Alma, we can repent and be born of God and be happy. So Alma's a good example of how to repent and the kind of characteristics that people who are repentant and who are born of God, kind of characteristics that they have. Very good. Does anybody have any comments or questions for Maya? All right. Uh, the next little section is about Jesus Christ atoning for the sins of the world. Again, still in Alma 36, still Alma talking to his son, Helaman. So I'm going to talk about this section, and it's called Jesus Christ Atoned for the Sins of the, for, of the World. And uh, this goes into Alma's example, as Maya told us about how he... Um, he was sinning, and then he was born of God, and he repented, and he used Jesus Christ's atonement to do that. And in Alma 36, this chapter is that story. And um, the thing I want to talk about, we always talk about how we want to leave you with a pearl of wisdom. So my pearl of wisdom for Alma 36 is something called a chiasmus. And this is a literary style that was actually used um, during the time, Middle Eastern language, and it's an ancient text type um, of writing, and it's, it's found in Hebrew literature. So it's a great testament of the authenticity of the Book of Mormon that this type of writing was found in there. But what it is, is it's sort of like a bell curve where you see um, different ideas. It's easier if I had a chalkboard and I can show you, but imagine if you had 20 different points and they met at the middle, and then they all got repeated, but in reverse order, um, going back outward. So that middle statement is sort of, would be like statement number 10, and then you've got the same thing on the left as you have on the right, like a mirror image. And so it's this interesting literary style, chiasmus, that is used in the in chapter of Alma. But what is really cool is what's found right in the center. And that is in verses 17 and 18. And it's where Alma talks about what's most important. That's what's found right in the center of the chiasmus. And here is where he says, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. Now, as my mind caught hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me. So 
that's what was in the center. That's what the main point is that it works up to and then works back down from is this idea of the atonement of Jesus Christ and how he came to atone for the sins of the world. So some really interesting things in this chapter as far as the literary style that was used. That's what the chiasmus is. And then, um, of course, also the the main point of leading up to and coming from the atonement of Jesus Christ. That's fascinating. Does anybody have any questions or comments from mom? All right. Well, now we know we've got um, repentance. We know we've got the atonement, and that's the key point to all this. In chapter 37, uh, we talk about the scriptures being preserved. So we'll have Jonah talk to us about that. Jonah? So when you think about the scriptures, and specifically about the Book of Mormon, it hasn't really been around for a long time. The people have been around for thousands of years, and we're one of the few people that get to read the Book of Mormon. So one has to wonder, why has it been preserved for so long? And in Alma 37, 14, it says, And now remember, my son, that God has entrusted you with these things which are sacred, which he has kept sacred, and also which he will keep and preserve for a wise purpose in him, that he will show forth his power into future generations. So it's very important, and he has a lot of reasoning behind why he kept these things around and entrusts us with using them for the right purposes and so that we can share them with future generations. But what, what is it? Why is it important? Uh, because the Book of Mormon is the Word of God. And we, and it's, and, and later in Alma 37, 38 through 47, they start comparing the Word of God to the Liahona because it shows us the way to eternal life and all sorts of other good things. And another uh example is the tree of life which the iron rod is the word of god which leads to the tree which it stands for the love of god and the everything else like eternal life and the atonement and all that everything comes from the word of god that seems like a wise purpose all right thanks joe now uh we'll f- we'll do another little part of, of Alma 37 here, and uh, Luke's going to talk about that. Luke, you ready? Um, so what I'm talking about is how the gospel of Jesus Christ isn't all these big miracles. A lot of them are smaller and more simple things. Uh, in Alma 37, um, Alma talks about how it's really the the it's the smaller and simple things that can have more impact on us in our lives um rather than the the grand amazing things and the um, uh, too often we expect in our lives that if um if the problem is big then the solution has to be a, a huge thing too but really, it's the the Lord often uses smaller and simpler things to 
um, to fix our to fix our the fix the problems that we have. Uh, what comes to mind when I think about this 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 topic is the story of when uh, Jesus was Jesus Jesus was um, Jesus was Jesus told somebody. Uh, your sins are forgiven and someone in the crowd said something like how can you say that what power do you have to do so and Jesus responded with which would be harder make this person walk or to just simply say your sins are forgiven and the person in the crowd responded with um, it would be harder to make them walk um, because they they didn't they had they had, I think they had some sort of disease and they couldn't walk. And then, um, and then he respond, and then he, so he responded with raising him and making this man walk. And so I think that it was, even though it seemed a lot harder to cure this person of his disease and to make them walk, it was really the smaller and simpler thing that was more important in the Lord's eyes. I see. That makes sense. Well, thanks, Luke. Uh, by the way, Luke's getting ready to go on his mission. He'll be entering the MTC on July 29th. That's a very short, uh, it's just uh, a week from this Wednesday. We get one more podcast. We get one more. Well, uh, luckily, we will have, um, he's doing the MTC vi- virtually. So he will stay here in the home for five weeks. So we'll be able to have him for a little while longer. I'm glad about that. We think he'll make an excellent missionary. Anywho, uh, let's turn the time over to mom to do some summing up. All right. This has been a wonderful podcast and looking at Alma 36 to 38, look to God and live. And uh, we learned so much about Alma and his journey and how we can apply that to our lives and making sure that we're on the right path and what that means to look to God and live and to be born of God. As Maya talked about the importance of repentance and how Alma was um, doing a lot of mean things, as she said, um, stealing, and he turned around, and he was sorry, and he became a great missionary and preached the gospel, and so that's a wonderful example of no matter where we're at, there is hope, and if we repent, we can um, do great things. And then I talked about the atonement and Alma 36, where it uses the literary technique of chiasmus and leading up to and away from the atonement, that that central message of the importance of the atonement in our lives and our Savior Jesus Christ and all that he did for us to allow this repentance to happen. Jonah talked about the scriptures and how marvelous they are, how they've been preserved through all of these years so that we can have, particularly the Book of Mormon, which shows the great power of God. And that can be um, something that is a testament to us and to many generations to come. And we have a great responsibility to use them for that purpose. And then Luke shared the importance of small and simple things and how many, many small things have and still do contribute to the the gospel and the, the great and marvelous power that the gospel is on the earth today. And that wraps up another podcast with this great lesson from Alma. This has been an ensign to the nations. If you didn't say
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>